brother said that you better do a good job or he's going to fire you. <laughs> you know, he's a director. You know, he's a director now, right? Mm -hmm. So you better be, you better be good or else he's going to call you all back and give you counseling. He needs me, you know,
<laughs> the angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, Now Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, blessed are the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, we need to be for Let us pray. Pour forth and beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we may bloom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, and was made known by the message of an angel. May by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection, the same Christ, our Lord.
the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Today is a beautiful celebration. We celebrate today the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we so beautifully sung the anthem sin. O sacrament, we be adored. Make us love thee more and more. The sacrament, this beautiful sacrament of the Mass, the Eucharist, lead us to love Jesus more and more. Let us examine our minds and hearts. Let us bow our heads in silence. Let us acknowledge our sins. So prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mystery. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have made this sin in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done, in what I have dealt with you. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask the blessed Mary, ever virgin, and all the angels of saints, and to you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to life everlasting.
O God, who in this wonderful sacrament have left us a memorial of your passion, grant us, we pray, so that, so to revere the sacred mysteries of your body and blood, that we may always experience in ourselves the fruits of your redemption, to live and reign with God the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever.
Christ came as high priest of the good things that have come to be, passing through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made by hands, that is, not belonging to this creation, he entered once for all into the sanctuary, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of a heifer's ashes can sanctify those who are defiled so that their flesh is cleansed, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our conscience from dead works to worship the living God. For this reason, he is a mediator of a new covenant, since a death has taken place for deliverance from transgressions under the first covenant, those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, the word of God.
first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? He sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man will meet you carrying a jar of water. Follow him. Wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is my guest room? Where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room furnished and ready. Make the preparations for us there. The disciples went off, entered the city, and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared to pass over. While they were eating, he took bread, said a blessing, broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, and they all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed for many. Amen, I say to you, I shall not drink again the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then, after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. The Gospel of the Lord. Today is the solemnity of Corpus Christi, a Latin for the most holy body and blood of Christ. And in my homily, I will not um, tell all the miracles about the Eucharist because there are many miracle stories about the Eucharist. And I believe many of you have heard stories about the miracles uh, that happened. Miracles that happened, say, like, for example, in Manchana, Italy, and other miracles of the Eucharist. I will dwell more on the theological part of this feast. And I would like to start with what St. John Paul II says about the Mass. St. John Paul called the Mass heaven on earth, heaven on earth. He was explaining that the liturgy we celebrate on earth, this Mass, is a mysterious participation in the heavenly liturgy. It's a mysterious participation in the heavenly liturgy. And what do we experience about the Mass? We so blessed today, we have a wonderful group of young ladies, the Koh Yesu concert group of few uh, few volunteers who 
offered or devoted their talents in singing this beautiful song. And we're so blessed. Thank you for coming for the ESC concert. Um, we'll thank you later on. <laughs> Just keep singing. It's heavenly, isn't it? It's the anthem song. And uh, but sometimes, of course, the opposite. What do you experience at mass? Sometimes the opposite. There's some distractions, right? Many of you are distracted sometimes at mass. Raise your hand. What distracts you at mass? Oh, sometimes. I can see you from here. I tell you. I can see somebody is reading the bulletin. I can see somebody texting right now. Oh. Switch it off. I can tell somebody it's just not it. Yeah. If somebody is just, oh, when is this going to stop? Yeah. Sometimes the opposite. Some, somebody told me, hey, Father, I get this distracted by the way some of the fellow Catholics dress, dress up as they go to Mass. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. We're so blessed to have a nice choir today. Awesome choir. And sometimes we're distracted by what? Ah, sorry, sometimes long homily, pointless homily. I try to be short. Try to be short, my homily. Dr. Scatman wrote in his book, The Lamb Supper. <clears throat> he said, or he wrote, I insist that we do go to heaven when we go to Mass. Okay? We do go to heaven when we go to Mass. And he said, this is true of every mass we attend, regardless of the quality of the liturgy. He said something, it may look a sloppy liturgy, some distractions, but let us look at the bright side. He said, what is the mass? The mass is all about something that is objectively true. Something is, that is so real. Something real as the heart that beats within you. He said, the Mass is heaven on earth. That's, that's the reality, clear. And most of us will admit that we want to get more out of the Mass. But he said, we can get any more than the Mass. We can get any more than heaven itself. This is the Mass. No matter how distracted you are, no matter how long the holy is, in the other side. It's the Mass. The mass is heaven and earth indeed. The church teaches us. In the early, this is what the church says, the early, the early liturgy we share is a foretaste of that heavenly liturgy. That's why we sing parts of the Mass when we sing. We sing the song of the armies of angels and saints in heaven. Which part do we sing that? When the priest says, and so, with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, without end, we acclaim, what do we sing? Holy, holy, holy. Those are the songs of heaven. Songs of the angels and saints. And we sing the same song. And when the priest says, the mystery of faith, what do we say? When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O oh Lord. And then, what, is, what did we say at the last part? Until you come again. This is so beautiful. 
Lord, we eat your bread and drink this cup until you come again. That means when he comes again, we will drink again. The same cup, the same bread of life. There's a fourth cup. That's what the Lord said. He, he said in the uh, in our gospel today, I shall not drink again the fruit of the vine until, until, that means for the next time, as he's going to drink the wine, until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Wow. This celebration does not just belong to earth. This belongs to the new, the new kingdom, new kingdom, new heaven and earth. We will participate in that feast again. It's amazing. It's amazing. This beautiful celebration. The church professes that the mass is objectively certain, a veiled experience of heaven. It's a veiled experience of heaven. Physically, Jesus is with us at the celebration of the mass. When especially when the priest no longer says the prescribed words in the canon. And when the priest says exactly the same words that Jesus said at Mass, you read the words of Jesus himself, the priest answers them solemnly with a lot of reference. What is part of the Mass when the priest says the very words of Jesus? This is my body. The priest doesn't say, this is the body of Christ, which will be given to you. No, he said the very words of Jesus. This is my body, which will be given and then this is the chance of my blood. The blood of the new and eternal covenant. We should be shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. The very words of Jesus himself. Meaning that obviously this very celebration is a participation of the one eternal mass in heaven where Jesus is the eternal high priest. There are many thousands and millions of masses, maybe, millions of masses, I guess, all parts of the globe. There are many Catholics in all parts of the globe. Especially in the children, there are Catholics there. Lots of masses today. Many masses, different languages, right now, right at this very moment, but there's only one mass. And this mass is a participation of one eternal mass, and Jesus is the eternal high priest. The mass becomes our heaven here on earth. Again, going back to St. John Paul II, when he wrote that beautiful encyclical entitled uh, Ecclesia, the Eucharistia, he said that the Mass, in some ways, the anticipation, the Mass is the anticipation of heaven, the place of future glory. In the Eucharist, everything speaks of confidence, waiting in joyful hope for the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And he said in his encyclical, we need not to wait until death to obtain eternal life. You can obtain it right now, he said. In the Eucharist, need not, we need not to wait until the hereafter to receive eternal life. They already possess it on earth. The first fruit of the future fullness, which is the mass, the Holy Communion. And we see the pledge of our body, of bodily resurrection, because the one whom we receive at last is the glorified Father of Christ. And Jesus said himself, Jesus said in the gospel, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood 
has eternal life. So the place of future resurrection is here and now. And He's been given as food for us, something to be digested. And we digest it. And it is given to us in His glorious form, in His glorious state. Because instituted the Mass prior, before, when the past and history, and then when He resurrected, He again performed that beautiful celebration. The assembly, in the assembly of His own disciples, He celebrated the Mass. So when we, when the Eucharist, we digest, as it were, the secret of resurrection, for this reason, St. Ignatius of Antioch rightly defined the Eucharistic bread as a medicine of immortality, an antidote to death. Why? As priests, it's a must for us to bring the Eucharist at the Beaticum. How many of you have heard the word Beaticum? Beaticum is when we, we give the Holy Communion for those who are dying especially. We give them in the sacrament within. But we are living in a world or culture uh, we are obsessed with the effects of what we eat. We monitor our food intake and we monitor our cholesterol. We take as much as we can cancer fighting antioxidants and there are people who highly prescribe just to be vegans or just eat solely vegetable some prescribe, eat all the meat you want, and we are living in a culture that wants, that you know, makes, that offers us many, many varieties. And as I said, no longer, I miss those times when mom would cook food at home. And uh, we are living in the age where family meal has become McDonaldized. McDonaldized. Somebody, somebody used the word, it's happening here at Fort Leonard Wood. Our family meal has been, has been McDonaldized. No longer we eat in the, in, in the front, at the table. Sometimes we, eat, we no longer eat together as family. Just swing by McDonald's and you're good to go. Somebody is in, in this room, the other one doing his iPad, the other one is always on the go. Oh, we have lost it. Pope Francis. Pope Francis, he said, the Lord offers us a different kind of food, different from the personal food. And I want you to please see the theological implications of the Eucharist. First, the Eucharist is a powerful sign of unity. See, we receive the same body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ from the one cup. And number two, the Eucharist should make us, should make a dramatic dramatic effect in our life, dramatic difference in our lives. So after the Mass, please sure, make sure that the Holy Communion that you receive is supposed to literally, we are supposed to literally become what we eat. That is, to become the body and blood of Christ in the way we drive, in the way we talk to one another. So after the Mass, please don't, don't cut in somebody's lane. After the Mass, please don't go back to yelling and profanities. After the Mass should make a dramatic difference in our lives. As St. John Chrysostom, he said, yeah. many of you must have this beautiful magazine um, called Magnificat. 
this is a beautiful reflection from this uh, on this feast from Saint John Chrysostom. He said, "We even trust Christ. We consume Him. We fix our hand and feet in His flesh to become commingled with Him. Commingled. I said the word commingled. I googled it. It means we become together, put together into one mass with Him." We're commingled with Him. We're blended with Him. Merged with Him. Fused with Christ. So we become like, He said, after the Holy Communion, you should become like lions breathing out fire. So that the devil will be terrified of you. <laughs> so that after the Holy Communion, you become like lions. Aggressive. So that the devil will be afraid of you. When, he said, when mortal and the same, we drive away demons and put them at a distance from us. When they see the blood of the Lord, the demons flee, but the angels gather together. We should become like the islands. After all, which means fierce. The devil should be afraid of you. Because when you receive the Holy Communion, you should become what you need regularly. believe in one God, Father Almighty, maker of the heaven, all things physical and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only God, the Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God of God, life and life, true God, true God, begotten in our name, consubstantial of God. Through him all things remain, those men who are source and summit of the Christian life is the most holy Eucharist. Rejoicing in this incomparable gift of God, we praise the Father. Now, and we pray. For the church, the body of Christ, that we will deepen our devotion to the Eucharistic sacrifice which gives life to the world. Let us pray to the Lord. 
that the redemptive power of Christ's Eucharistic sacrifice will extend to the hearts and minds of all those who govern. Let us pray to the Lord. That Christians will give gospel witness to what they receive in the most holy Eucharist. Let us pray to the Lord. That the real presence of Jesus will be experienced in all marriages, in all business relations, and in all daily encounters, and in our friendships. Let us pray to the Lord. For those who live in want, that Jesus, the bread of life, will be their sustenance, and that we will bring the mercy of Christ to all those in need. Let us pray to the Lord. For the grace this week to adore the presence of Christ in the blessed sacrament, let us pray to the Lord. Let us pray as we celebrate this Mass. Let us pray for ourselves, for family members, that they may be completely nourished by the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Loving Father, the gift of the Eucharist blesses us with the presence for which every human heart longs. Through the grace of the Eucharist, let us become more perfectly the body of Christ. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Great brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant your church, O Lord, we pray, the gifts of unity and peace, whose signs are to be seen in mystery in the offerings we here present through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just. Our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For the last supper with his apostles, establishing for the ages to come the saving memorial of the cross. He offered himself to you as the unblemished lamb, the acceptable, acceptable gift of perfect praise, nourishing your faithful by this sacred mystery. You made them holy, so that the human race, bounded by one world, may be enlightened by one faith and united by one bond of charity. And so we approach the table of this wondrous sacrament, so that bathed in the sweetness of your grace, we may pass over to the heavenly realities here foreshadowed. Therefore, all creatures of heaven and earth sing a new song in adoration, and we, with all the hosts of angels, cry out, and without end, we acclaim. Take this, all of you, 
and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
we pray for that evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I give you, my peace I give you. Look not at our sins, but at the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Let us offer this offer the sign of peace. Peace with you. So, I'll receive, I'll receive the community and then you
Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, we pray that we may delight for all eternity in that share in your divine light, which is foreshadowed in the present days by our reception of your precious body and blood, lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Following Mass, please place all kneelers in the upper position between the areas around you. Uh, we need two collectors. So, after Mass, two. Two. We got one. One more. One more. Friday. We've already started. We started last Friday, and it was very well received, especially by Paul. 
So we'll be singing for the first out of the Adoration on the first Friday of the month, and then we'll sing for the first Sunday of each month, with the exception of July, we'll do the second month. Second month. So thank you. I hope you guys appreciate it. Thank you. 